Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Yeah, I mean, they have a ton of talent. I mean, they're still a great defense. I mean, I watch them in all the games they've played this year, and they've done a great job. And so uh, they have playmakers everywhere. I mean, obviously, 99, uh, he strip-sacked me last time twice um, when we played him. So we got to make sure account, we account for him every single time um, that he's on the field, which is like every play. So you have to have a good good game plan for him. Uh, they got five, and Ramsey, who's a great player. They got... 54. I mean, you can just go down the list. They have great players all throughout that defense. And so uh, it'll be a great challenge for us as an offense, and we have to go out there next year at a high level and try to limit our mistakes because they capitalize on those. All right, fellas, man. Hey, we don't Hey, hey, we don't stop on the holidays. Hey, yeah, man, it's the holidays, but we get going now. Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving to all. And uh, we're going – I know many of you are thankful that we do a podcast – uh, because it is the best Chiefs podcast out there, um, and uh, and listen, that was clean. I, that was that was a really sweet <laughs> transition. And, and listen, I'm gonna tell you right now, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> say that from us to you, you're welcome. We love you, and that's why we put out this fire ass content every week, even on Thanksgiving. We don't take days off except for a couple of times a year, but we don't take days off here. Uh, but, uh, but man, I, I come in, man, it, it, it's, it's Thanksgiving. And I, and I, and I, I'm not going to speak for you two. You all do what the hell you want to do. Cause you all do it anyway. I'm, I'm coming, giving apologies on this very number one rated top podcast for the chiefs in the world. Uh, and it's clear uh, data to back that up, I believe. It's Not true. quite sure, but I believe. I'm going to go Very with popular. We have, we, I said myself, I know BK did too, but I, I said myself, I mean, I don't, I, they've got to make some kind of changes when it comes to their coordinators. They cannot just run this thing back with Eric Bienemy as the OC and <laughs> run this thing back. With, with, with Steve Spagnola as, as the defensive coordinator, they're going to make some changes. I said, boy, they have got to add some real weapons to replace Tyreek Hill. You're going to let Tyreek Hill, but they got to add some weapons that we know established weapons. They got to do this. They got to add a pass rusher, man. That was a struggle. Everybody in the division, they all got two pass rushers. You got to add a pass rusher. All these things I asked for, they didn't do it. Any of them, virtually. Not at least not to the standards that I was hoping for. Eric Bieniemy is still there. Steve Spagnola is still there. The number one offseason acquisition they made as a receiver and a weapon is MVS and George Carlotis and Carlos Dunlap is what they gave as answers to the pass rush. That is not at all what the hell I was talking about. And do you know what? These jokers 
are the number one offense <laughs> in the league, score the most points and the most yards, and they are fourth in the league at sacks, 18 of them in the last four weeks, and they still got Steve, and they still got Eric. I'm sorry. I apologize. Andy, Brett, Steve, Eric, the decision makers, I was wrong. I apologize because I can't believe it, BK. What do you mean? I've been, you know, I have been worried about this pass rush for the better part of 18 months into last year. They are fourth in the league in sex. This nut, Chris Jones, looks unstoppable wherever he lines up. Mike Dana rose from the dead with two sacks <laughs> in the game. And they're spread around. Hell, Carlos Dunlop, he's got four. Sneed's got three or four. Uh, I, I mean, it's Nick Bolton's got him a couple. Bill Gay's got him some. Don't forget Frank. Frank's got three. He's been suspended. <laughs> Try hard, oh, five, six. He's coming along. I mean, hell, I told I'm you sorry. about Mike Dana a couple weeks ago. He, he was playing great before he got Mike here. Dana got we two in the ball game, you. baby. Colin Saunders, he got him a couple. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I didn't see it. I mean, they, he and, 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 and it's not just that he's doing it like the Cowboys. The Cowboys, they got multiple guys across the defensive line with big sacks. The 49ers got multiple guys across the defensive line. He is flat out scheming this. And you lose Tyreek Hill. Nope. Don't matter who's out there. Hey, Jay Watson, sit down. We're good. Top three wide receivers in a game against the Chargers. Boom. Out. Not productive. Still the number one offense in football. I did not see this coming. Uh, and I, I apologize to these guys. They got it right. Same guys have been huge. Spags to me is, is I don't know what, what the equivalent in the NFL of the Frank Broyles Award is, which is generally given to the best <laughs> assistant coach in college football. But I don't know what that award is. But Steve Spagnola deserves it. I can't so, believe this, BK. I'll start with the defense, and then I'll get to the offense. Because I find the defense to be really interesting. The defense is just like a collection of talent that he went into a lab and he's just become this mad scientist. He's like, I know exactly how I can use these pieces. And most of them are young. A lot of them are used in ways where maybe we didn't expect them to be used. Last week, Ron, he actually took our advice. He decided to put Legereus Sneed on the outside and wow, it yep. didn't matter a ton because Mike Williams didn't play all that much. But I, I liked I liked it in theory. And this is something that he has been very hesitant to do in the past. He very rarely moves his cornerbacks around based on the matchups. He wants to play the way they play, and they'll make it work. We saw that a couple of weeks ago. But he moves Trent McDuffie inside, and I think that's the exact type of thing that you want to see from them because when you get into the playoffs and you go up against specific teams and in individual matchups, that's probably something that you're going to have to be willing to do. So you find out now if that works or not. And it was a very limited sample size because Mike Williams got hurt, but – it looked like it was going to work and Legereus Sneed held up on the outside and that's what you want to see. So I like his willingness to play with some things to see what works, to find out what sticks. And he does that every year in the regular season. And by Thanksgiving, right around this time of the year, you typically find out, okay, this is what we got. These are the pieces that we have to use. And here's how I'm going to utilize them the rest of the year. So I've been super impressed with Steve Spagnolo. In a lot of ways, I think he's been more flexible this season, and I think he's had to be because they have so many more pieces for him to utilize because of the depth that they've added to that side of the football compared to previous seasons. On the offensive side of the ball, 
I know that there have been some that have been coming to rush to say like, Hey, look at this job that Andy Reed did. Look at the job that um, you've seen for this entire staff. I think they've been okay. I, I, I don't know that it's the best year that we've seen out of that side of the ball in terms of what they've done schematically. I just think we're seeing Patrick Mahomes play at another level. I, I think that's what we're watching over there on that side of the ball because man, I, I'm just going to speak to Sunday here for a second. That's as well as I think we've seen him play. I mean, given what the talent was around him, given what the options were, given how he he didn't appear to have a whole lot of trust with specifically Sky Moore, and then Sky Moore goes in there and on multiple big-time plays comes up with big-time plays, big-time players, big-time games, big-time moments. I mean, you know what they say about him. Um all right, I, I was just we'll stop here. We'll give you yeah, Sky. He's talking about Sky, not Patrick Mahomes. Sky, yeah, I know. Sky stepped up. They, they Big, needed his ass. He stepped up. <laughs> I know he was in there just doing cartwheels and backflips. Uh and, and happy. And now you you I know many of you, I believe, I, I believe you're the one who sent a, a message, Brandon, that said just stay on IR, McCole. Maybe no, that was maybe that no, wasn't you. No, don't think um, that was me. I, I will say though, it was hard for me to enjoy because uh, you're never going to believe this, Ron. I actually bet the under on Sky Moore's uh, yards for the same game parlay, and uh, did didn't go well for your boy. That was the thing that I yeah. missed. Yeah, you didn't see Kadarius Tony hit the dick. And, didn't know that and, was and coming. <laughs> no, didn't didn't see that one coming. Sky Moore on. I think it was like the second play of the game had like a nine yard catch. I was like, oh, he's going to be involved this time. Okay, That's- cool. But that's interesting, BK. So do you you with that, you think this is this is more just Mahomes taking this thing to another level as opposed to uh, to his coaching staff jumping through? I think there's truth to both of those things. Like I, I think that the adversity that Mahomes had to overcome last season only made him smarter and just better at being a quarterback this season. And I think we even talked about it last season. Like the defensive looks that he was seeing last season have shaped this whole wave of defense in the NFL. And it was all to stop him because he was doing things that other quarterbacks weren't doing. He's Steph Curry again. And now he adapted to it and he's playing as well as he's ever played in his career. And this includes the MVP season that he's already got on his resume. So I think it is that, but we also talked a ton about getting the best version of Andy Reid because there was some complacency in the play calling. And I think that adding Matt Nagy back to this offensive coaching staff has been helpful in some ways. You know, they're kind of hush hush about the role and and who's really like doing the weekly installs and stuff like that. But Eric Bieniemy is a good offensive coordinator. We know that at this point. Andy Reid is one of the best offensive coaching minds in NFL history. And so I think we're seeing both of them kind of kind of find that groove this season like they had a couple of years ago as opposed to the past couple of seasons where they've struggled. But at the end of the day, I do think that Andy Reid's still doing the Andy Reid thing sometimes where you're like, the hell was that third down call, Andy? Like, what 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 are we doing with these timeouts here? Like, let's uh let let's you know use them. Let, let let's try to score here before the half or something like that. Like, you still see the Andy Reid tendencies, but Mahomes has been so special this season. They're overcoming all of those things, and Andy has still been very good though. Yeah, I, I think we are clearly seeing Mahomes have the the point of I am still at the height of my physical tools. 
and the ability to use them. But now I know the game really well, and those things are coming together, which is the scariest time. We'll see how long those things mesh, how those things come together. Like we look at the NBA, I feel like LeBron did that for like 12 years, Mm -hmm. you know, from a time period where his – his understanding of the game matched his physical talents and tools. And I think we're in the early stages of that, but I'm going to push back a little bit on, on that. They've just been okay. Um, Listen, the Tennessee game, he just took it upon himself and put them on their back, but the one for them to, to understand. And I, and I don't know if it's Eric or Nagy or never, I, I wonder if it's Eric because of the running back background, for them not to just flush the running game down the toilet and know that they've got to use the running game. In time, in, in the past, we've seen Andy Reid-led teams just say to hell with it. No, they stay with it, even with Mahomes. The only time they didn't was Tennessee, and, and I, I just think they just couldn't do anything with it. But the second part for me is there's no Tyreek Hill, and there is sometimes there's not receivers that Mahomes trust. But week after week, somehow, Travis Kelsey is running alone. Travis Kelsey is schemed, and he's wide open. And we know that teams are coming in trying to stop him. The game is on the line, and somehow he's across the field. Like, in the NFL standards, that's wide open that he ran away from. Something they're doing, and repeated at Jacksonville. There's a play where he's just streaking down the middle of the field for 40, 50 yards alone and it's like it happened in this game they do it multiple times a week they know in the red zone hey they he wants to go to kelsey against the raiders four damn times in the red zone (laughs) he still got it and he'd be wide open sometime i just that part of it is there is every team is going into knowing the chiefs want to throw the ball and knowing who they want to throw the ball to and it's not that they just get him high volume it is that they get him Wide open, wide open, and I got to give that that credit to to the coaching staff. There's a a couple of things that you honed in on there that I think they they absolutely deserve a lot of credit for, Ron. The first thing is what you were mentioning there with the red zone. I don't think there's anybody that designs the red zone better than Andy, and I think they've been like at the top of their game this year. They they've been in their bag of tricks, and it's been like consistently from start to finish so far this year. I don't know how many times, Ron, you watch Red Zone during Sundays as well as I do. Sir, I know you do the same thing. When the Chiefs aren't on, and especially like last week where they're on Sunday Night Football, and you get an opportunity to watch some of these other offenses when they're in the Red Zone, you realize how limited some of them are in terms of what they are willing to run down there. We're just like, hey, we're going to run a running back ISO right down the middle. That's just stuff that you rarely see with Andy. And I think sometimes we take it for granted, and sometimes we're like, God, he's getting so cute down here. That stuff works when it's in such confined areas. So I I will give him a lot of credit for that. The other thing that you mentioned about the running game, I I think that's as much about personnel as it is anything else. I think they've done a really good job about identifying which personnel to use and in what ways. And that's a big part of coaching, and I'm not trying to diminish it at all. But like when you look at their running game, do you know how many coaching staffs would just say Clyde Edwards-Alaire was the first round pick and we're going to keep running with this? Like he's the guy. And I don't care if it's not working out well, he's going to continue being the guy. This coaching staff didn't care. 
They decided midway through the season, it's not worth it anymore. We cannot keep doing this with Clyde. He is not our best guy. Isaiah Pacheco is just flat out better. And so guess what they've done? They've made the move to Isaiah Pacheco, and that was even before Clyde got hurt. So they deserve credit for that. I also think they deserve credit for, and listen, I'm the biggest Sky Moore guy there was. They brought him along really slowly, and there's probably a reason for that. It's probably because early in the season, there wasn't a lot of trust that had to been developed. I think they found the exact correct role for McCole Hardman before he got hurt. They were utilizing Juju Smith-Schuster in a way that, man, if that guy was utilized that way over the last few years in in, uh, Pittsburgh, I think we would have viewed him a lot differently. So I I think they've done a really good job in utilizing their personnel correctly. I I, I guess the reason why I push back a little bit on it in saying that it's not like an A-plus year from them is because we grade Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy on a curve. And they have been at the forefront of changing schematics in the NFL and I don't necessarily know that we've seen that this season. I don't think that they like changed the way that football is played or anything like that. And I think they did a few years ago. I have one more thing that I would like to say about the defense. But before I do, I need to remind you guys that DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is the place to go when betting on the NFL this holiday season. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code 5QUESTIONS. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code 5QUESTIONS only at DraftKings Sportsbook. We talked about Steve Spagnuolo and everything that he is scheming for this defense and the way he is making these things work with, you know, some some guys that we weren't confident in headed into the season. And it's something I've been talking to the guys at AP about. I think Spags is having his best season ever as a defensive coordinator right now. And I don't know if people outside of Kansas City are necessarily recognizing what he's pulling off this season. But I feel like Spags might get some head coaching looks if this defense continues to improve all these young members on the defensive side of the ball, this entire young secondary, which if Juan Thornhill's not available this week, Brian Cook is going to be another rookie starter back in that secondary. I'm I'm surprised there hasn't been a little bit more hype around Spags as a guy that's going to get some head coaching looks this offseason. It's definitely been his best coaching job. Uh, since prior to the Giants, uh, like the, the Giants, when he was the D.C. there and they, they they were able to develop game plans to beat Brady in the Super Bowl, probably since then. For me, it's hard, man. If he gets a job before Eric Bieniemy, I'll just pass the hell out, um, which is uh, which probably right now I'd probably bet bet on that over Eric. But I don't know, man. I, and I think this is a perfect example. Like Josh McDaniel, this is his lane. Uh, and I, and, and I think this is like, he'd be a fool to bounce away the way that the way that Travis Kelsey is smart and just keeps himself tied to 15. Mm -hmm. I think old Steve's better be smart. Just keep himself tied to Andy to me. That's where I'm at on it as well. I I think he's going to go down as one of the best defensive minds of this generation. And if he continues staying with the Kansas city chiefs for the next, you know, three, five years, however much longer he wants to do this. And he's got a chance to win another ring or two, maybe more, and he'll go down as having more defensive game plans. The ones that are remembered, we all know how this works. They they come in the playoffs, and he's going to have a chance to be able to put those together moving forward as well. So I, I think that's the best case scenario for everybody involved. Final thing that I wanted to add here, Ron, 
I think I've got an announcement. I think this is my favorite Chiefs team of the Mahomes era. Like, I, I think I'm willing and ready to go there now. And Good I don't think Lord. it's the best one. I, I don't I, I don't think it's the most explosive one or anything like that. But there's something about this team, and this is a weird thing to say about the Chiefs with Mahomes. They're kind of gritty, and they've got an edge to them, and they're super likable, and you've got this – I'm not saying it's a chemistry that's developed just this season, but – I think we're seeing the best version of Kelsey and Mahomes together right now. The defense has so many new pieces that are fun to watch. I think this is my favorite Chiefs team. And I think a big part of that is because of like how much they've been pushed this year compared to some other recent seasons. I I think by the end of it, you said it's your favorite. I, I think by the end of it, I think we will say it is the best Chiefs team. Uh, I, I know Tyreek Hill is not here, but Travis Kelsey is playing at an unbelievable level. And this is the best Patrick Mahomes. For sure. Even even the uh, MVP season, this is the best Patrick Mahomes. This offensive line's better. Already the defense, this is the best defense they've ever had uh, to me in this. Like this defense can go and win games. I mean, they get seven points. The second half's what they're doing. Uh, this, this is better. I mean. The championship team, that, like, listen, I, I can't go with Pat's first year. They were extremely explosive. That defense was so bad. I can't put that. The thing I that's funny is that I actually – they didn't win the Super Bowl. I think their best team, at least going into the playoffs, was 2020. Uh, I, I, yeah. think, I think that was the season the where everything kind of came together. Yeah. The, the injuries, yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I think this defense – this is the best – by far, to me, the best defense, and I think we'll even feel better about it by the end. Uh, I think the offensive line better. This is the the best run game I think they've had uh, in this in this deal. So, I think I think it may end up proving to be the best uh, team that they have. All right, we thought this Rams game was going to be another big game on the schedule, <laughs> but they are they are horrible. What do they got? Three wins? I thought three and seven. Good hell. Um, yeah, that's that, they're, they're a bad football team, and 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 worse. They've got injuries all around the place. In this game, we know Cooper Cup's not going to be there, and there's a great potential that Stafford's not there. But when the uh, when the Chiefs have the ball against this Ram defense that still has uh, Aaron Donald, the best defensive player in the world, and it still has Jalen Ramsey on it. I mean, they, they've got players over there. But to me, last week I think we talked about the Chargers' run defense and how it's one of the worst in the league. Well, the opposite here, the Rams, even with Jalen Ramsey back there um, and Aaron Donald, which is is a part of their passing, their passing defense. They're one of the worst and the Chiefs should be able and the Chiefs are going to have injury issues. Um, we'll see if Juju is back. Um, we know Hardman's not going to be there. We'll see about Kadarius Tony, but they still they still should be able to pass the ball at a major level. This the the the, the passing. The pass defense they're going up against this week compared to last week with the guys they have in the front seven for the Chargers when Derwin James and company back there is so much worse than this one, even with Aaron Donald and with Jalen Ramsey. They should eat them alive. And Mahomes should have another one of those number days where he adds to his MVP case right now. And this could be one of those 300-plus like it feels like he could throw four hundred in for four hundred in this game, but it'll just be stopped because 
how the game goes and 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 that they're not going to just try to bury him. But this is a game where the Chiefs should look really explosive in the passing game. Every week this season here at Arrowhead Pride, we'll be cooking up our very own same game parlays that our good friends at DraftKings will put right on their homepage for all of you and all of our loyal fans to follow each and every week throughout the NFL season. This week, Thanksgiving week, our parlay will be up on our Arrowhead Pride Twitter feed later on this afternoon, so make sure you're locked into that. Set up notifications, do whatever you gotta do, just make sure you're locked into the Arrowhead Pride Twitter feed where we will have a link up later this afternoon for you to tail our same-game parlays each week. DraftKings has new offers and great ways to make your Sunday more fun. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. The, the, the best offenses that have gone up against the Rams this year have just put up, I mean, crazy efficiency numbers through the air. Like last week, for example, this is not even a good team, but the New Orleans Saints finished with 10 yards per attempt through the air. Three touchdowns, no picks. I mean, you, you go back even in recent weeks, it's it's just it's week after week. They're putting up 250-ish. They're averaging seven, eight, nine yards per attempt week by week. The efficiency is through the roof against them right now. They actually are okay. They're pretty good against the run, but against the pass, they they just and I can't really explain it, Ron. It's kind of like everything with the with the Rams, where you like you look at it and you kind of squint your eyes and you're wondering. Why isn't this coming together? But for whatever reason, defensively, it just has not come together for them, especially against the pass. I'm guessing some of that is just their their defense gets exhausted over the course of the game. And there's only so much you can do because their offense is consistently getting pushed off the field, three and out, three and out, three and out. Now you're back out there once again. They stink in the red zone. They don't stop anybody in the red zone. Um, This is just, it's a defense that you should be able to take advantage of. Yeah, they're they're going to eat them alive. I mean that that I mean I, they don't have a soul that can cover Kelsey, and the only person that potentially can would be Ramsey. But then that's just going to leave you to hell in a handbasket with everybody else. And the way that Sky Moore came on in this last game, uh, the way that I think you know this could be one of those. This feels like one of those oh MVS sightings. Right, like, or like, Justin Watson, he, one of those or two, ju- or any of them. It doesn't matter. MBS um, will have two catches for seventy-six yards. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say this though, um, this still is a, a bit of a challenge that I'll watch with the offensive line. Aaron Donald is still dominant, and we know the Chiefs are B or B or the Patriots. The Chiefs are Duke. The Chiefs are Alabama. They're Kansas basketball. They're they're Kentucky. They're all of those to where they're going to be on TV. This is going to be a game where that's in most households at 325. And Aaron Donald is seeing Patrick Mahomes on the other side. Jalen Ramsey seeing Patrick Mahomes on the other side. Leonard Floyd may have a uh, may come alive because of who they're playing. You know you're going to get the best. And this is something Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, uh, and 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 Trey Smith especially. But the guys up front, can you put together another good performance? And and this will be a challenge. Aaron Donald is a challenge anyway, but this will be a challenge for that offensive line. So I, I don't want to just poo-poo that. They've struggled, but I, I bet you we see a different Rams defense because of who they're playing. And, Ron, I don't know if you're watching the in-season version of Hard Knocks. I've been watching it a little bit, and they, they I just recently watched the – 
um, the week where the, the Cardinals were going up against the Rams. And all week, like the only thing they focused on was 99. Like, hey, we got to make sure that we're good with 99. Make sure that we know where 99 is. And they were starting a, a rookie right guard going into that game. And he ended up holding up pretty well uh, against the Rams. And you look at this one and what the Cardinals tried to do in that game, and they showed this behind the scenes a little bit, is they were like, hey, we got we to gotta get the ball out really quickly. And that was the game where they had uh, Colt McCoy starting for him, and he just immediately got rid of the ball on basically every play. That's just never going to be the Chiefs offense with Patrick Mahomes. But I think you're going to see some of that stuff where they're getting it out quickly. And because you don't have Juju, and if you don't end up having Kadarius Toney, I I actually, I I can't believe I'm saying this, I actually do think that we're going to see a decent amount of Sky Moore in this one because he's the one that feels like he's easiest to utilize in that way. Like Justin Watson, downfield threat. Uh, MVS, downfield threat. I think the two guys that you could get on those like now routes are probably Travis Kelsey and Sky Moore. And I think Sky is more likely to be utilized in that way in this game. So I I think this is going to be potentially the, the biggest Sky game that we've seen so far this year. And and, and he's a baller. So well, there's he, that too. He should, yeah, that's he the important should be on the field more. And we will see him more this week. I can't wait. And yeah, Ron, to your point on this being like a, that so much. <laughs> uh, uh, to your point on this being a big game for the Rams. I also think they know, like, if I think they know they don't have a chance to win it. But if they're going to win, <laughs> they they're, don't prob- it. <laughs> they're probably going to have to score defensively. And so I think that, and this, like, the next two weeks are their season. If they lose to the Chiefs and the Seahawks, they're done. It is completely over. They will be not mathematically eliminated, but for all intents and purposes, eliminated from any kind of playoff contention uh, before you get to Christmas. So this is a huge, huge game for them in every possible way. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school That might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Yeah, if we move on when the Chiefs Chiefs are on defense and the Rams have the ball, man, this... This could, man, you you got to guard against not coming in completely overconfident here if you're the Chiefs defense. I mean, what they're seeing out there, I mean, I, I we know we know for a fact that that their number one target and their their best guy Cooper Cooper Cup is not playing. Uh, and you start to you start to rock and roll and look at this thing, Matt Stafford. There's a chance that we're looking at at John Wolford and maybe Bryce Perkins because John oh. Wolford was hurt too, uh, and 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 
there is a there is a serious chance that there is no Stafford. And I and I would right now I would bet against that Stafford is there. We look at the, everything that's happened with concussions. He had a concussion two games ago, causing him to miss the game uh, against the Cardinals. Then he came back and played against the Saints last week and left again uh, in the concussion protocol. I'd be shocked if he plays in this game. And, hell, even if it did, I, I, I still think they've got a lot of issues. And their run game stinks. They are, their weapons aren't great. They're looking at Tyler Higby as maybe their best guy. And their offensive line is awful. Their offensive line is the reason why – they have sucked, even when they had their full complement of guys, which leads me to, to the belief of, listen, Chris Jones, we said this the last two years, that they need him to play at a, at a defensive player of the year level. Well, I'll be damned if he is not doing that right now. Uh, money time, what he did in the last drive, uh, to, it was like he was in the head. He was in the head of, uh, of Justin Herbert and sacks him for a five-yard loss and forced the pressure for the sack. And this offensive line, interior-wise, hell, all the way across the board, seriously may be the worst in football. I mean, Anybody I've watched, they've had their way with them. Maybe the worst in football. This could be a coming out, not even a coming out party, but just a bigger stamp where people are looking at, oh, God, Chris Jones, him and Micah Parsons may be even. Him and Micah Parsons may be coming. He did it last – he did it Sunday in front of the world at the end. You couldn't miss 95. This could be more of it. This could be a three-sack day. I mean, this could be a big, big, big day because he's going to dominate. He should dominate those guys up front. He also should get opportunities, and I think that's part of this as well. Like the the expected game script, Chiefs are a 14.5-point favorite in this one. They've only been favored by more than that three times in the Patrick Mahomes era. Um, this is – I mean, this is a massive spread. I know it's the Rams. It's a big game. It, feel, it feels that way because of who the Rams were as recently as a year ago. Um, but just when you look at what Vegas thinks is going to happen in this one – Chiefs should get up early. They should be up big. That should force the Rams into throwing quite a lot. They don't have a good offensive line. They don't have any running game to speak of. And then earlier this week, they decided to waive, I think, probably their most talented running back in Daryl Henderson. So you're you're without him as well. Kyron Williams season, baby. They're going to have to throw it. And Kyron Williams, his best asset is probably his ability to play in the passing game. So this is a game where Chris Jones could absolutely dominate up front. You just like say, I'll, I'll get the running back on the way to the quarterback if that's what's necessary. And I, I think right now, I don't know if this is how the Vegas odds have them, but I think the top three guys for me in defensive player of the year would be one Parsons two Matthew Judon in new England, because their defense has been awesome this year. And he's been the main reason why he leads the NFL in sacks so far this season and then three would probably be Chris Jones for me. He's he's putting together a season where, Ron, I know before the year we came in wondering like, hey, what's the future of Chris Jones look like for the Kansas City Chiefs, given the cap implications? The future is pretty simple. You get him locked up, you sign him for the length of his career, at least for the rest yeah. of his prime, and you figure it out later on. And if, you, if that means you have to lose elsewhere, so be it, because that guy's such a dominant force. You don't let that guy walk. It's this is the kind of game against this kind of offense that does not have playmakers anywhere. <laughs> like, I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time figuring out how they can beat the Chiefs. Like, it's, we're well, like, the, 
so but that that's the situation where the only way the Chiefs lose this game is if they show up and play like they did against the Colts, which at this point in the season, I think we're past that. Like they had to get that out of their way early in the season. Now we're past that. But this is the game on the schedule where the defense can play catch up a little bit on some of those turnovers and big plays and things like that. Like the defense should dominate this offense. They should sack whoever's playing quarterback. They should be able to try to get some interceptions in this game, force fumbles, whatever. They should be able to dominate this game to the point where it's not really close because there is literally no one in this Rams passing attack that scares you. Like Allen Robinson can still go up and get the ball a little bit, but Allen Robinson is slow as hell. Like he cannot beat anybody up the field. So like, his only trait to offer you really right now is like in the red zone, like try to throw it up to him to go get a touchdown or something like that. Their running backs have no experience. Like Cam Akers is a shell of himself. He's slow. He he just, he never fully recovered from the Achilles injury. And Kyron Williams is a, a rookie late round pick. Like there's nobody offensively that should give them any problems. So this is the game where they should absolutely dominate and we shouldn't be worried about it in any way, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it's hard. It's hard to see. I mean, outside of Sean Payton just – I mean, Sean Payton. Sean McVay just drawing up the game plan of his life. Uh, and I still don't know if that's going to be enough because I don't think the Rams are going to stop the Chiefs enough to uh, to, to make that make sense. So, yeah, the this, this offense, one – And this is when they had Stafford, Ron. 28th in yards per drive, 28th in points per drive on the season, 27th in scoring percentage. They're 31st in rushing yards per attempt. They're 26th in net yards per attempt passing through the air. I mean, they're a they're a legit bottom three offense in the NFL this season. It's I mean, they, I mean, it oof. starts with the they've got five ovals just up front. I mean, and, and that's that's it. They could just get run through. They've got it don't matter. Like sometimes it looks like they they're just pulling people out of the stands to play left guard. So I mean, I, I mean, and they're they're that bad. So I don't know, man. That that's a rough one. All right, man. We got to swing this thing. Get my music. We got to swing this thing to the uh, the game that's sweeping the nation. Certified or imposter? You're certified. Right? Let's I get you go certified. With Nick Bolton. Is he imposter. certified or imposter? when it comes to being an elite all-pro level linebacker right now? Is he certified or imposter when it comes to being an elite all-pro linebacker right now? I'm going to go imposter there. Um, Really? I think that Nick Bolton is a really, really good NFL player. And coming into the season – where I, I know some of our guys at AP absolutely loved his game and you know were like he is gonna make that ascension to like an all pro caliber player. I don't think he's quite that. The criticism that he has come under, I, I think, is totally unfair because you could pick apart aspects uh, of every player's game in the NFL if you just want to cling to the negative plays when there's also a lot of positive. Like we've talked about it a ton here. Nick Bolton is a playmaker who seems to come up with big plays in key moments of the game. He's you, you need a, a, a big time stop late in the game on third and two. Seems like Nick Bolton is the guy making those stops a lot of the times for the Kansas City Chiefs this season. And I think that he can get better. Like we know who he is as a player, not a guy you want in coverage. That's Willie Gay's job. 
We don't want to see Nick Bolton out there doing that because that's not what he does. But he finds ways to make high-impact plays in key moments of the game, and those are guys you always want on your team. So I think Nick Bolton is a really, really good player who could still get better, and I still think we haven't seen the best of Nick Bolton as a player. But I don't think he's made the total ascension to like all-pro caliber player yet, so I'm not, I'm not ready to go there at this time. The two best linebackers I've seen on the year – are Fred Werner and David Long. David Long plays for the Titans. We saw that up close, and that guy is an absolute monster. Every time that I've watched the Titans this year, I come away saying, why isn't that guy a household name? Like I, I don't understand it. He's fast. He's athletic. He makes plays all over the field. He makes plays behind the line of scrimmage. That dude's a superstar uh, hiding in plain sight. He's really good. So it, is he an all-pro level linebacker? Probably not, because I would have those guys above Nick Bolton. And so for that reason, I would have to say imposter. But like I, I'm almost kind of caught in between. I'm with Serta. I, I, I think that Nick Bolton's really good. And the thing that's holding him back from being great is his own limitations. And there's nothing that he can do about them. He's just not a coverage linebacker. And with the way that the game is played today, when you're not a coverage linebacker, and David Long and Fred Warner both are, it's going to hold you back from being like the best linebacker in the NFL because there's just too many. It's like being a a really good right-handed hitter in Major League Baseball, Ron, and just being okay against right-handed pitching, but dominating lefties. Like there's 70% of the pitchers that you go up against that are righties. And so that's, that's going to make you a limited baseball player. And you're probably never going to be considered among the greats, but he's so good at what he does. What he does well is create plays behind the line of scrimmage. And the criticism of him kind of reminds me of, I think it was a couple of years ago when we really got the criticism of um, Chris Jones, where it's like, hey, he doesn't play the run very well. Okay, that, that's fine. <laughs> like He also has 10 to 15 sacks every year. I'll live with the fact that he's not great against the run. I'll find other guys that can be around him that make up for that. Nick Bolton, eh, not a great coverage linebacker. All right, well, I'll put players out there who are really good in coverage, and I will have Nick Bolton do what he does well, which is come downhill, attack, and he's got eight tackles for a loss already on the season, has a couple of sacks, made a play with an interception, has a forced fumble. Like He makes so many other plays that it's worth it. But to answer this question directly, I would say it's an imposter because I don't think he's a top two linebacker in the NFL right now. Certified here. I, 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 as I said, man, elite – all pro level. I think he's a top five inside linebacker this year. Uh, and I understand coverage wise. He's not great. It's not, it's not, I don't want to say not great either. I want to say not maybe to the level of Darius Leonard, Shaq Leonard, when he's healthy, Fred Warner, but he's all to me, he's always in the right spot around the ball. Like, is it, he's always like like the pick he got, you know, to seal the game. He's always in the area where he should be to make plays. And I think he just makes plays. I think he's one of the best against the run uh, in the league and at making plays when he gets there. I, I do. I think he is a top five. He's the, he's on all three downs. Uh, and, and, you know, even though he's like it's not his greatest skill, like to me this year, from the inside, I think he is a top five inside linebacker. And, like, to me, 
like I just watch where he's positioned. He'll be somewhere to knock balls down. Even in last year, I can remember in the Charger game last year, he was there to make big plays on fourth downs when Brandon Staley was going crazy in the passing game. I, I don't know, and I, I understand his limitations, but I still think with his limitations, he does it well enough uh, to put him there with all of his his other his other attributes. And 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 it's not just that he's good against the run; he makes plays that changes games, stops on fourth down. Uh, against Buffalo, I think he was critical on a couple of those fourth down stops this year. Uh, so I, I I think he is playing that way. I I, I do. I, I'm gonna go certified. I'll stand alone. I'll stand alone on that thing. It's all right. I love you, Nick. I don't like where you went to school, but I do I do love uh, I, I do love you as an as an inside linebacker right now. It's I think he can get there. I I, I don't think he's there. Just I don't care. I, I, listen, I don't really give a damn what you what you think. <laughs> all right, all right. I feel good and resign in what I believe. Doggone it. All right, game against the Rams. Um, I want I want to hear where you guys go. Uh, uh, BK, give me your game prediction for the for the Rams this week. I think this is going to be ugly. I told Ron before the show I, I'm treating this like a college football game where you're going up against a clearly lesser than opponent. The the goal is for the starters to not play the fourth quarter. Okay. Uh, that 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 would be the way that I'm hoping to see this one go. I I don't know how the Rams score more than 13 points. I think that's where this one finishes. If there's anybody that is on the like questionable side of probable, I would have them sitting out. I, I think this is a gimme game, and you don't get very many of those on the course of your schedule. They got a big one next week in the conference that could determine some seeding in the AFC, the Chiefs do, against the Bengals. I like the Chiefs to win this 41-13. to 13. Oh, They cover my. in a big way. I, I think this one's going to be a route for the Chiefs. It's- I'm pretty much right there with BK on this one. Um, You know, in the NFL, two touchdown spreads, like you're supposed to always pick the underdog team to like, because covering two touchdown spreads in the NFL is really, really hard. I think that's how bad this Rams team is. And, and, you know, if it was a couple of weeks ago and they still had Cooper cup, I'd be like, yeah, I mean the chiefs, I I don't have confidence that the chiefs are going to agree win by that much but without cooper cup they just have no one who scares you offensively and then stafford maybe not even being available and it being bryce perkins their third string quarterback because walford's dealing with a neck injury and i don't think he's going to be available for this game it they're just so bad on the offensive side of the ball i I just don't see how they're going to be able to do anything And, and the chiefs you know going against that defense like yeah, they've got Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, but they've also got a lot of other just dudes who Patrick Mahomes is going to carve up. So I think the Chiefs dominate. I think it's like a 38 to 13 win. And I'm with BK. I hope the starters don't have to play a snap in the fourth quarter of this game. All right. See, this this completely makes me change everything that I'm thinking. You, <laughs> I, I don't I don't like what you guys are doing or saying um at all. Uh no, I I, I don't. I, I think Yep, I'm rechanging it all. Um, <laughs> there are too many guys that have uh, a lot of pride over there on that team, and they got some elite cats still over there in Sean McVay and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Look, I I think this is going to be a weird grind game. I don't know that I believe the Chiefs 
we will ever feel they're going to lose the game. I think at the beginning of the game, it may be a weird grind out type of thing where Sean McVay has some sort of game plan to slow the game down and minimize things. And we'll look up and, and both these teams haven't had a ton of possessions. And I think Aaron Donald is going to be uh, in a crazy space early and you got to weather his storm. Um, I think eventually the Chiefs will get there. And I think there was an emotional game they played in L.A. on the road in Sunday night football. And they got an emotional game that they are wanting. The team that put them out of the playoffs, that beat them twice last year, they got to go play the Bengals next week. I think sandwiched in between that game of 3-17, of that may be playing their third-string quarterback. I don't know that the, the Chiefs are going to have the foot on the gas as much as they would or the Rams will have their attention. I think they'll win. I feel like 24-13 to me like that. I, I, I must agree they'll score more than 13 points. We're, we're yeah, I'm, I'm in a hard time. Feel like I, I think Sean McVay may scheme, scheme a, a touchdown and maybe some field goals or something. But I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think the Chiefs are going to be like up early in this, up early in this game. I think they're gonna, I think this could be a grinder. The the only way they score more than thirteen points is if they score on special teams or defense. I, I don't think there's any other way that the Rams can score more than thirteen in this game, assuming that the guys that we think are going to be out end up actually being out. And I mean, Dave did say this week that he's probably going to put Sky back on punts, so it's, you know. We saw what he can do as a wide receiver. I don't think he ever needs to touch the football again as, as a punt returner, but they probably don't have Kadarius Tony. So this guy's the guy this week, I guess. Right. Looking we'll forward to him guys. having a touchdown in the return game. It'll be great. Yeah, you guys, you guys have been talking about. I hope the starters don't play in the fourth quarter like it's a college. Like this is like this is Georgia playing the Citadel. I mean, uh, I mean some I'm, of their ki- some of the guys on their team would be best suited playing in college football because they should not be playing not as right. starters in an NFL game. Since this is a Thanksgiving week, I say we go around and discuss everything that we're thankful. I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) we'll We'll see what happens next week. We are out.